Yes, indeed. It's the expert. You are now listening to Crush a Lot Podcast with G's So Love Day Dropping Knowledge from Dublin to New York. All we do is crush a lot. Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast, special Valentine's edition. I had to go out, call a friend from Miami. Um, Kalina, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me again. I'm glad you called me for this one. It was really hard, but <laughs> I'm here. I had to do it. Top five, Sade. Um, this, as you said, is a very tough one. Special effects coming in right now for people. Um, this is a, a tough one because it's Sade, and you could do a top 10, you could do a top 15, you could top, do a top 20. Um, so narrowing it down to like just one has been something of a challenge. I apologize for the sound effects coming in, people. Um, now, when we talk about Sade, we're talking about if you're new to R&B and you're, you're into the R&B scene now, which is pretty rich right now, um, especially 2017, was pretty amazing year for R&B in itself. Sade is spoken a lot about, especially in hip hop circles. Um, what is it about Sade that resonates well with you? I mean, you really, this is the thing about her. You really can't classify her you can't put her into a general pop or soul or smooth jazz type of category because i feel like she transcends like she transcends like so much more she's she's just so different to me like i hate it when people call everything or call every body the goat no she's the fucking goat like she's the goat and there is no debate about this so I, if I any r&b singer has come out of anywhere yo this is the lady this is the human being that created so much music so much of a special genre she's just special she's beyond special yeah she's definitely an icon i i feel like her sound was a a mixture of a lot of things for me you could easily classify it as r&b and soul but i actually think that's the easy way out yeah. i actually think it's early electronic early lounge early um uh reggae roots all into this sound um and that would make sense for her background i mean she is a multicultural person and it yeah. would make sense that all these influences uh, penetrated her. And you definitely have the Latin side to her as well. Um, so th- for me, early Sade always was a sound that was very different and very outside of what the mainstream was mm-hmm. producing. You're talking about mid-80s when she debuted. This is like the height of Michael Jackson's popularity, the height of Prince's popularity, arguably arguably the two biggest pop 
icons in the history and you could also include early madonna in there and this is the sound that was on the radio prevalent heavy crazy like her like this particular sound which was very particular even to the 80s and you know the 80s had like a lot of weird pop synthy electro sounds she could do it all but it was no one ever sounded like her no, no one she had a unique voice or a unique tone um even in terms of her singing it was very lush it was very um it wasn't like Mariah or even Whitney, who was at the height of her popularities no. there too. She wasn't it was trying. Yeah, it was low. Um, maybe a precursor to like how uh, Tony Braxton delivered her her style. Mm-hmm. Though we're not going to compare the two because Tony Braxton needed a lot of baby face in there. Um, <laughs> um, Sade had this very low tone, but I think it resonated uh, very well with a lot of people, and it just hit our ears very differently and it also was the benefit of being different at that time was incredibly important to her career um because anytime she dropped an album it was monumental um which is different than how we consume music now which is everyone (laughs) is just copy and pasting from the same (laughs) program well it's funny too because the way that they describe her when she would drop you know her albums would be because oh well she was on an eight-year hiatus oh she was on a four-year hiatus like (laughs) it had to have been something like crazy like oh well she's back now and when she came back it was like full force like oh here she is like there she goes you know and it was very different each album which is something i appreciated the first two albums were very similar in terms of how the production and how they rolled it out but then when, maybe uh, because it was a year apart. Maybe because they yeah. were a year apart. Yep. Maybe that could be the reason. For sure. But still, like, still very, very, um, very just unique. Unique at that time. So Diamond Life and Promise, yeah. the first two albums came out 84, 85 respectively, were very similar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can interchange those, but they were very dynamic. You're talking about Smooth Operator, um, things like that. On You know, those singles are legendary. And then Stronger Than Pride came out in like around 88. And that's when you start to see a little more uh, separation, a little more eclectic sounds in there. And then then the big difference in, in the Love Deluxe was a very different sound. It's a very, a lot more yeah. um, lounge, a lot more... Um, electronic. It reminds me of a lot of what Cissé was doing around that time as well. It was a big New York um, up low down tempo type of music. That's what she, it was being put out there, and that album really sticks out. Then you have the big break, right? The hate, year I hate yeah. is and Lover Rocks. Lovers Rock came out at a time where at this point hip hop was just crushing it. And in the mainstream and in pretty much the precursor to what we have now, the hip-hop pop genre, as I like to call. Um, and came in with something completely different, um, which was refreshing and monumental in the, in the state of her career, but also music. And then, of course, we have, 10 years later, we have a Soldier of Love, which was also a little departure from what, lovers rock was doing um, yeah and we have a little different back. it's a little different a little different 
different and and I could honestly say that I don't know if I took to it the way that I did the other album but definitely different it was different I can say that you know there's just so much about her her sound her music it just comes from this like deeper eerie kind of darker place like an eerie it's either an eerie sadness that scales back to like this soulful joy so she just creates these moments that are well beyond basic emotions like she's really really good at creating ranges of what love and admiration as well as like different ranges of what pain and heartbreak and deceit could be she's really really good at that you know and i appreciate her for not being like this this woman with like a high pitched voice and you know crying and screaming no it she kind of took on like a masculine tone as well yeah and that's why i received her so yeah openly. she the way she approached topics was multi-layered she just didn't simplify it for a general general universal um for a lot of people could hear us you know yeah. it was more for she was just hitting on complexities that that weren't really talked about a lot but but in the also in the most minimalist way very she, she, minimal. yeah she did not overcomplicate things she was very subtle um in in her approach and, and even in the production is you know it's it doesn't stray away too much from this less is more um yeah. approach but it is her voice that conveyed so much depth and pain and joy and celebration yeah that's why she could be so simple yeah because her voice did it all the way that she felt it's like you could feel it and this is why it worked for her she's like the epitome of like sensuality without having to do the most correct and the and sensuality is the word because she is she was never overly or really i can't even think of much sexual no it was every it was very sensual though um yeah, very and, sensual. and that's a big important word for you the young listeners to understand the difference between sexual and sensual and then uh, maybe an older guy like me who's you know in his, in his mid 30 uh, we appreciate sensual mm-hmm. a lot more versus when i was 18 um so that's in a nutshell, Sade, of course, she wants a bunch, a bunch of Grammys, um, best new artists, best pop vocal performances, things like that. Um, or she never won Album of the Year, um, surprisingly. But I have to look at the, I have to really look at the years she came out and what else won it um, that year to really make a fair comparison. But a big part of Sade's success was also Andrew Hale and Stuart uh, Matthewman, who was a, you know, a part of the band, um, who also did exactly. a lot of the songwriting, a lot of the. Um, yeah, production as well and they helped her a lot and you know she was helped it's not like she did everything on her own they had a lot to do with it too but you know i think that there's just so many ways to describe this woman yet not enough ways not to enough. describe her not enough i don't have a thesaurus next to me to help either um and the big thing about um andrew hale and uh, matthew Min is that they also helped launch Maxwell's career because they produced and co-wrote a lot of the first two albums 
that are like cemented his career and his legacy. So, you know, there is some production chops um, mm-hmm. in that team. So it would make sense that um, we acknowledge them as well. But this is about her and and we really want to do it justice. So what we're going to do is our top five favorite Sade songs. And um, if you're first time listeners, thank you so much for checking out the show. Hope you uh, subscribe uh, over on iPad. Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, uh, SoundCloud. Um, you know, check out, you know, if you checked out the show for Sade, great. You checked it out for Kalina, I don't blame you. If you just checked it out because you saw it because it was, you know, we're buzzing, that's cool. We're international, you know. Our biggest fan base is like, weirdly, is like in Ireland and in like Kuwait, like two separate parts of the world. It's like really staggering to see but thank you for checking out the show um and this is just our subjective um list if you have a different list we want to know question live podcast at gmail.com you could come on the show or just you know leave a comment on the thread once we post it up um you know because we're going to post it up today valentine's day um so i hope everybody is uh being safe out there um keep it straight um let's go right into our top Five Sade. This is Cheese and Kalina. Kalina, what do you got? You're number five. Okay, so number five, we're gonna go ahead and do this. I picked a song off of the Diamond Life album, which was I think came out in '84, and I picked "Hang On to Your Love." Now, this song has a darker groove. You know, it has these sharper guitar riffs. It has like this dope little piano part at the end and and if you pay attention enough there's this little cowbell also which you know i love hearing but that's just on some personal preference shit you know yeah (laughs) but here she sings with a faster a little higher pitch than i'm used to but just like the title of the song she's just saying to keep it together you know don't give up so quickly on this love that you have don't be foolish stop playing just hang on and i just love the way that she just you know lets you know this in very little phrases very little words very minimal like we described and it just it sits well with me so that was my number five that's a great choice um man i remember growing up listening to sade like on the radio because you know i did not have money when sade came out um, I was like four or five, so I was just hearing it through uh, adults around me. Um, that was definitely one of the songs out there. Um, I really didn't get into Jade till later when I, you know, had the money in my pocket. Um, and so the first <laughs> album I really grooved with was, you know, Lovers Rock. And, you know, that's the album that introduced me to her. Thought I was familiar with her, so I had to go with a Lovers Rock song, and it's. As anybody who listens to the show knows, I'm a deeper cut kind of person, so I don't actually pick too many radio singles to be yeah. in my tops. Not on purpose. Especially for her, though. Like, yeah. You know, the ones that they pick for her, they're, they're still wonderful. And there will not be a time that I'll change the, the single, the song. I won't do it, but at the same time, her work, she's just got yeah. so much good work that I... I I'll pass. Yeah, like I think, you know, this is a good time before I give you 
give anybody my number five is understand the power of having a good one two lead off single for your album it should introduce you to what you really want them to see and hear in the album and i think Sade does that great she'll give you good radio friendly songs but when you get to the album when you buy money and listen to this album you realize the lead singles are not the best songs whatsoever it's mm-hmm. it's what's underneath this package she's giving you. So if you take the time out to really, really hear the album from front, front to back, any Sade album, you're going to find that the meat of it is not even the lead singles uh, whatsoever. So that, that's how my list is going to play out. So my number five off the Lover's Rock album is Slave Song. Um, man, this song was one of the early songs in my youth that really opened up my eyes to... A lot of the things that's going on around me as a Latino growing up um, in New York City, you know, I'm around a melting pot of diversity, but I'm aware of the struggle of being Latino and being a black and brown uh, folk, uh, the struggle of just the history of America, where it comes from with slavery and pillaging lands and killing lands and things in, in my Latino history that we also have uh, experienced and slave song is just a cry for her to her people she's from nigerian descent to hang in there um that she is praying for you to continue to uh to pray for you know for freedom for peace for um dignity um in a way that was like a mother earth type of vibe to it and it was one of the first times where it really impacted me in a more global sense. Like the global community does get impacted by these issues if you're directly affected or not. And I think that's one of the first time in my young life where I started having more enlightenment and more wanted to be curious about the subject, especially because I was subjected to it on a daily basis. Um, so for me... Slave song was is is not talked a lot about in, in the Sade catalog, but for me, it's one of the most important songs that she put out, um, and that's why it's in my number five. I needed to give it its proper due. So, Slave Song of the Love of Rock, my number five. Um, where are you with your number t- t- four? First of all, that was a great, uh, great choice, great, great choice. It was on my list, but I had to narrow it down. Because of you, because we it's had tough. to fine. <laughs> Look, listen, this happened in the in the Bobby Digital uh, episode where we somehow did not pick nothing the same. Um, well, this but we, is but yeah, but we had like we wanted to put it, but it worked out where whatever you didn't put on, I put on, and whatever That's I wanted right. to put on, you put on. So it kind of worked out. I have a feeling well, it might be working. this way. Yeah, this is where we yeah. got it. We got it. Where are you with your number four? Um, so. So number four, um, again, I kept it a little close to 84, and I came off of the the Promise album, and that came out in about 85. So I picked Never As Good As The First Time. Yep. This song, this is always a pick-me-up. Super funky, really groovy. I mean, she's really talking her shit on this record. It's like... The thrills of life come and go, and nothing will ever be as good as the first time. Not a kiss, not love, not the weather, 
nothing. So we have to look at the past for the things we once did and had. And it will never be as good as the first time we experienced it. This song right here, there will never be a moment where I will not listen to it. It, it just won't happen. Super funky. And you know, since I, I obviously like funk, this is like subtle. You know, it was great. That's my number four. A great a pick. But any Sade is really a good pick, you know. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> and I, I, yeah, she was really harking back. It's kind of like saying the good old days without saying, without simplifying it. You know, like there was like, and I think you're right. Like the first of everything is the best. But what were we talking about? Like the butterflies, the experience. Yeah. Like somehow experience eliminates mystery, and sometimes mm-hmm. the mystery leads to these fantastic experiences that you can't have again. Because experience takes away from the mystery. And I think that's what she was hitting with. Is like not knowing things. Don't be afraid of it. Like really good. You know those things. Those moments are amazing. And enjoy it while you're there. Because the next time is not really the same anymore. So that's Mm -hmm. a great pick. I'm going to go to my number four. Um, And it's going to go with her her latest album. (laughs) uh, That came out. uh, Soldier of Love. Which I know it's a, it's a, I wouldn't say it's like either you like it or you don't with this album. I just think that it, it's, it's a different type of album that doesn't hit the way the other ones do. And also there's some nostalgic things as well. But I, it's still one of my favorite albums. By the way, the only way to listen to Sade is on vinyl. I really recommend anyone just, just like if you haven't buy vinyls, just go get Sade albums on vinyls. It's just it's so just, much more crispy. It's so much this. It's so different. <laughs> and then I have pretty much all her albums on vinyl. And I don't even have a big vinyl collection, but I have all Sade's. So <laughs> take that for what it is. But mine's is um off the a Soldier of Love album that came out in 2010, and it's Skin. Um, Skin is a song about loving someone so much that you need to let them go for whatever reason they're not good for you you're holding back their potential whatever it is and it really is uh the way she she sings about it is that you know she needs to wash this person off her skin as a metaphor to just cleanse herself from this person for she can move on but um you know that is symbolic symbolically is a very powerful image of I love you so much you need to go now I need to go bathe and rinse myself of you for I could just move on from this and I just found the imagery to be uh, powerful I don't know where I was in my life to if it resonated with me in that way in in 2010 I'm trying to think where I was at that time to try to figure out why it resonated with me but i just love the the like the vivid vividness of it but but also the beat is is a little more up tempo i mean even with so, uh slave song the production of slave song is very different um and a lot more tribal where skin is a lot more uh the drums are a little harder 
there's a, a little more uh, groove in there and I just love the the cadences of course that's what she's known for um, the the restraint that she has in her voice but for me that one was more of a lyrical impact that I have where the lyrics really hit me more and her presentation of the song so for me my number four skin off the soldier of love album had to be number four it's a great yeah, it it's, to be. yeah it's, it's a great. good if you're gonna break up with someone on Valentine's Day I don't recommend that you know I know <laughs> no, I know good. lovers that's too good for the break okay the lover I know that Valentine's Day ends cuffing season I understand this you get the meal you move on I, I, I get it but if you really love someone and you know that you need to let them go and you're gonna send them a song this is the one I would recommend that's that's <laughs> all I gotta say take it from me take it from cheese this is the one you want to send, right? Uh, where are you with number three? Okay, so number three, I picked something off of Lover's Rock, which was it came out in 2000, and I picked Somebody Already Broke My Heart. Uh, yes. Now, we are not I going with none say, of the radio singles. We are not no. doing it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I just want to make a disclaimer. Between Lovers Rock and Love Deluxe, those two are my top tier favorite albums. So on Lovers Rock, I definitely had to pick this song. I don't know how many times I've heard this, but any time that she sings that part, you know, I've been torn apart so many times, the way she sings that makes me melt. You know, it's just a reminder. Okay, I've already been through enough. Somebody already broke my heart. Don't do it again. And you can hear it. It's like a song of distress. It's like an SOS. I'm here. Be careful. I'm at the edge of my rope. Don't let me fall again. So throughout the whole song, it's just so smooth. You know, this song's so wavy. This is... Eight, we're talking about the year 2000. We're in 2018. And this song still will out do any R&B song that I hear now like there's no doubt about this so that was my number three number three you want to talk about the pain now we're going to open up the door and talk about who did it to you I want names and addresses <laughs> I got girl cousins I got soap on the rope I got ice picks oh and we do not mess with my friend from Miami that's a great pick um because that's a great album um my number three is going to go to Love Deluxe, um, which is for me is I would agree with you is between Love of Rock and Love Deluxe. I, I like the top of the Sade pillar. That's not discounting anything else she did. But I love the approach to Love Deluxe. It was a complete yeah. departure of what Diamond Life and Promise did. It's just the sonically was just the production. Everything was so right and it was ahead of its time and you can't even duplicate that and please don't ever try to um don't 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 um i had to go with okay the first radio single is is i had to go with no ordinary love i you know there was no way for me to not put this on my list <laughs> you're and fucking me up here. i know because let me tell you nah, let me tell you're fucking me up bad you're fucking me up good this, damn we picked one of the same one okay it had to be this one um this is one of the songs that if i didn't know who sade was 
I knew who the, I knew this song because when this song came out, there was no way to escape it. Like every damn Drake song that they play, but in a good way, not in a bad, overly saturated Drake way. Like this was played a lot because it deserved to be played a lot because it was a good song. It wasn't like the hot new thing. It was a great song that had a lot of weight to it that stands the test of time, and that's. Something I want our young artists to really understand. If you're dropping an album in 2017 and then you dropped another one in 2018, it tells me that your music has no weight to it. It's nothing. It's sugar pop meant to be ingested now, but you're not going to hold what Sade did 10 years ago or revered because she has a lot of weight in her music because it just holds and it ages very well. And that's something I want the artists who do listen to the show. And there's a few of you that send me angry emails. I read them. Now, take it as people who want you to succeed. We're interested in what you want. It's, it's your time. But make music that will last. Not just last one summer. So saying that, it had no, no ordinary love was just... just immaculate and the production was based around this intense bass groove which is something that is lost in today's R&B because you're more interested in sounding like trap and the drums became more important where that bass line held that song together from beginning to end and that's so important to that song but also just in music on top of that she introduced some very light rock elements to that song, mm-hmm. which were done tastefully, creatively, and made perfect sense to this song. You can't name a song No Ordinary Love and not ha- have a typical ordinary production. She didn't do that. She went, the song needs to represent the production and vice versa. And it was just met with sheer mastery. And the bass line, the 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 rock elements, the 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 way they did the little solos of the guitar, um, the way she would let the track breathe at the the last minute was just the production alone, um, which is also refreshing. They didn't cut it off. They let the they let the beat live and hit you, and really let you know that this was no and no ordinary love. And in the way. And she didn't want to end the song because I don't think she really wanted to end that love. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a powerful song, and it's you can if you have that number one. If anybody has number one, I don't. I I'm, I'm with you, but for me, it's my number three. But it's a special song, and I recommend everyone to check it out. No, no ordinary love over in the Love Deluxe album. Check that one out. That that was me glowing, by the way. Well, I agree with you. I'm glad you picked it. But as we go on into the list, I'll get there too. You'll get there too. Okay, there you go. Foreshadowing. That's called foreshadowing, folks. (laughs) In case you needed to know what that word meant. Uh, Where are you, number two? Okay, so number two was a little bit difficult. But again, um, it's going to be off the Lover's Rock album. Um, It was going to be between Slave Songs. And um, this one, which is Flow. 
so like just an overall you know lovers rock in itself was an album with a lot of reggae influence you know reggae inspired moments you know those subtle like subtle sound bass line yep subtle horns yeah it was very effective and maybe that's why it's one of my favorite albums this song is literally the way it's described her voice literally flows like water on this record the guitarist with that subtle bass it's like she's just saying you know let me be blanketed with your love wrapped up in this love like waves and when she starts singing you know towards the end take up your love you know it ties into this more like reggae reggae like flow this song right here super important super special to me and if i could replay it a million times over for my partner for a loved one i would do so just the way that she sings it she's just literally flowing flowing on this record so you know this is my number 2 number 2 effortless is also the word i would use and that's one of the songs that if you would pick you know the song the single that would lead you to there obviously would be uh Uh, by your side that will lead you into this album that's the lead single but the lead single is the, i'm telling you it's like the breadth of her album the scope of her album is just so much meat to it and that's why that album in particular is is extremely extremely special and if it took him 10 years to make it i'll wait another 10 years 10 years for something mm-hmm. like that because it was a moment in time and once again it has so much weight that you could drop it right now and there will be nothing like it and it will stay with you and it will haunt you and it would teach you and it would get you to feel things that you forgotten how to feel mm-hmm. and it's so important that album so that's a great great book i'm going to go to my number 2 um and this is one of it's off the her newer album uh, soldiers of love um and I, it's hard for me to explain why this song was so riveting to me and why it's so high up there because I don't it was one of the, one of those songs is not spoken of a lot at least not in the circles I'm in but I think is the standout track in that album um and that has to be um in another time um in another time is a throwback song that could easily have could have landed in the 50s where Billie Holiday was at the peak of her popularity and um it really talks about the it really talks about when someone treats you bad either domestically or being ignored in your family or in your circle of friends and and they don't notice you and and they're just mistreating you or don't appreciate you the song really talks about that eventually you will learn to cope with that but not really cope like accepting it but you will outgrow them where those things are not prevalent in anchoring you down in this hole that you are that you are able to grow and be a flower and and really sh- shed your inner spirit your aura to be where you want it to be and uh, she's specifically singing to females so this this is female empowerment that it took me years to really understand because i i come from a male p- 
perspective. In a lot of ways, my conditioning has made me uh, an oppressor to females. So as a male who is trying to be progressive, who has two sons, I need to be aware that I am an oppressor, that I am a predator of females. Like it, it, it is bred in me to do that, but I'm aware of my conditioning and I really try to contradict that. So hearing it from a perspective of, of a survivor perspective of a female champion, female perspective, it took me years to understand, to resonate with it. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad that I let the song hit me. I'm glad that I let the song resonate in me and, and create these new pathways for my own liberation. For I could be free of the chains that hold me. But also because as a mentor as a, and as a father, I want my kids not to be held in that. And in result, I believe the world will be more balanced in how we appreciate and, and see our wonderful women. And that's important. And for me, this song needed to go on the list just for that alone. And I believe once we have men's liberation, the world will be a lot, a lot different. And um, and we're going to have a big conversation about that in the Question Out podcast in a few months. And we're gearing up. I'm doing a lot of reading and talking to people, making sure my opinions are are well thought out. But for me, that song was a song of empowerment that I needed to put out there that meant for me, I'm a little closer to my liberation. And for that, you know, I, and I needed to put it high up there. That's my number two in another time off the soldier of love. Great. And I definitely respect what you're saying. And I understand why you would say it specifically coming from that album. That was a good choice. Thank you. Very, very good choice. I always go back to that song. Actually, if I would look at my play counts or whatever, it's probably the, the Shade song I listen to the most. And also the production on that is like that throwback uh, 50s type feel to it um, with a yeah, mix of little dub and stuff. It Man, it's so good. And the, and the, and the, the horns. gets me from that album. It is the production, you know? It has that old feel, yep. but it's still modern and it still hurts. So yep. it works. Yep. So we're here. We're at the number one. Uh, yeah. After moving things around for all over all day, uh, Kalina's texting me th- th- earlier in the day, like, this is difficult. You got me in my feelings. I'm, not, I'm like, listen, I'm, I didn't do anything. Chade did it. I'm just putting the platform out there. You see, Ryan, this is how powerful she is. This is how powerful it is. You're, she's in... Kalina's in her feelings, so she's not like rejecting shots from old white men who like to give business <laughs> cards, or from young, some young buck in the in the in the in the bank trying to shoot their shot. Hey, that is this is what she was doing. My boy got jokes. I I got, got jokes. jokes. I'm a big. I got. I'm I'm number one with the jokes. So we are here. Number one. So what do you we have? Are. We're at number one. Now, if I could serenade a partner and like lay aimlessly, this would be the record of choice. Okay, I picked off of Love Deluxe, No Ordinary Love. Now we're talking about this album came out in '92. This is like 26 years ago. I hear this song now, and I'm just still like, oh my god, like. 
I need to sing this to a man like ASAP. Like we need to be like together listening to this shit right now on a vinyl, like chilling. This is what this does to me, you know. And it is—it's the heavy guitar riff, and it's that painful declaration of love here. And it, she's pretty much telling you there will be nothing better than this type of love. It's not ordinary. It's beyond that. It's undying. You see, and if I had an undying love for someone, this would be the song that I would want to share with my counterpart. Something like, you know, something like Flow or Somebody Already Broke My Heart, but times 20. This is it right here for me. And this is my number one. No ordinary love. Number and if you one. haven't heard it, you haven't Do yourself it out, a favor. Please, just. Listen now to it. I'm not it's saying Valentine's Day. I'm not saying Kalina has a lovely voice. So serenading, getting serenaded from her, I don't know if it'd be pleasurable <laughs> no, to the to ear. Special, first of all. <laughs> but at least you know what's coming, and it's a well, it's a good choice. Okay, now she may not be shocked by a lot of what people do, but you might be shocked if you get some uh, ordinary love sent your way by Kalina. Um, that's a great pick. Like I said, people have yeah. that number one. I don't, I totally get it. Um, my number one, usually, usually I'm hard body. You know, usually, no, usually I have no usually. feelings. Okay. But in this occasion we will, we will have some feelings. This you know, you need to find the right Sade song to hit you. <laughs> and that's what she does. So I wouldn't say you have no feelings. I would say Sade, if you listen to Sade and put certain songs in a certain order, you could probably timeline Kalina's life. And that would be a good way to know someone. If she gives you a playlist with Sade from the first time, from the first love experience to where she is now, you could probably see her life. Um, and that's probably a good way to, to measure it. Um so my number one should be no surprise at this point um it's definitely off the lovers rock album and even though i don't do necessary radio songs so much this song for me is the clear my clear favorite and that's obviously by your side um and maybe that's the easy way out but in this in this case i just feel like it's one of those songs that is is magical it's magical and when it first came out you this is like after the first you know you went out you went on a break for 10 years we didn't know you were coming back and this is the lead single you dropped mm -hmm. this was like we're back this is was magical in terms of writing in terms of sophistication, the subtleties that you hinted to earlier in the episode of, of different layers of love for not only for your partner, but for anybody. Like this is a song now that I have a, a almost two-year-old daughter, you know, then my, then my first daughter, that I could, I really, the, that song means it's different for me now. Because now when I daydream, when I, you know, we listen to songs, people daydream and stuff like that. I daydream and I think about my daughter. 
and how I'm always going to have her side, like how, you know, especially the type of father that I am. So it, it just said it's the message that you have someone's back, that you're loyal to them, even when they falter, even when they make, make mistakes, even when they do you wrong and do you dirty. You have their side. We see you. I see you. I notice you. This is a powerful thing. Um, especially the way I live my life where I'm, I'm very much about cultivating a community of supporting one another even when people are douches. Like, it's okay. Like, it's a moment in time. So, for me, the production, the, you know, the acoustics of it, the, the organ, which I love. I love organs. Um, it was magical. It was, it was a triumphant return. And it's everything that's great about music. Everything. And uh, that's my number one. By Your Side. And I'm sure a lot of people will pick that song number one. Or Ordinary Love. Those are kind of how I figured it to be. So that is my number one. Um, that's our list. Um, excellent. Excellent way to end it. I agree with you. Great choice. Super melodic. Just Super melodic, a really, yeah. really, really nice way to come back. You know, after so much time being away. It was just, it was really perfect for that moment in time. And I, and also, special shout out to that uh, collaboration, um, well, the mixed effort of Shade and um, MF Doom. Forgot the, the gentleman who, who did the, oh. you know, the mashup of Shade oh and MF Do together. Right. It was shout out to, to you. I'm going to plug you in the, in the comments. That was also just those two together in a mashup album was, was I'm still trying to find the vinyl because my homie <laughs> Farah from Kuwait like snatched up the last one when we went to when she was in town. I was like, good. I didn't want to beat her over the head over it, but it's all cool. <laughs> she beat me to it. Um, so I got to find it. Well, that's our list. Listen, if you like what you heard, do us a favor. Follow us on Apple iTunes, uh, podcast app, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Podbean. Um, do us even a bigger favor. Go on if you if you listen through Apple, leave us a comment on the on the page. Get more viewers to us. And um, if you want to be in the show, you're always welcome to go to the show. Yes, we go and invite people to the show. We invite everyday listeners, Kalina, everyday listener to music, just a friend of the show that we invited on. There's people who want to come on the show. Crush a lot podcast at gmail.com. We're already lining up. You're in the middle of the pay homage series. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Rock Kim album that came out last week, check that out. Next week, we got LL Cool J, and then we're going to finish it off with KRS One. And that's going to lead us into our uh, female MC Women's Month. I'll figure out a better name than that oh, um, series. This would be, be exciting. Got to only, only females. We're gonna have some special guests on. We're gonna have, uh, we're gonna have a wonderful guest, um, Sunny over from Philly, who's gonna come on the show. Hardcore um, hip hop lover, um, and so we're gonna have a, a couple of other guests. A, a surprise that I don't want to say yet because you know, sometimes a little more popular people, you know, they tend not to honor their bookings so much um and that's had happened before um so we're gonna avoid that so thank you for checking out the show um happy valentine's day hey keep it strapped and all that good stuff um and for all my young men out there and all my older men just remember to really be aware of liberating ourselves 
from any predatory behavior. All right, let's do that. You heard. <laughs> you heard. So when you shoot your shot, the business card might be the safest way to do it. So applause to the white man. Uh, Kalina, thank you for being on the show. Uh, keep away with You can find her on um, Twitter, Twitter exclusively um, over at smallcal25. Uh, we'll put it on the link. And please don't stalk her. Peace. <laughs>